it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is Monday, August the 1st, about 4.30 in the afternoon. I hope everybody is doing well. We've got 25 and a half hours left till the trading deadline. Looks like the Josh Hader deal just went through, and geez, a a really good return um, that the, the Brewers got from that. So stuff is starting to heat up. But that is not why we are here. We are here to talk about the prospects of the month uh, for the month of July. And I've got 20 guys, I believe. Let me check out down. Yep, 20 players. I don't know, a bunch of mostly hitters. There are 15 hitters, I believe, and five pitchers. So um, without further ado, let's get into it. Start off as usual with AAA and go all the way down to... Um, Exit the Complex League and the DSL in uh, this this standpoint. So let's start with the first guy. It's Bo Naylor. He is a catcher. He's with the Cleveland Indians. He is in AAA and he is 22 years old. 18 for 56, three home runs, four stolen bases in the month of July, 15 strikeouts and 10 walks. And for the season, it's been a great season for the young catcher. 279 batting average, a 425 one base percentage, 11 home runs, 15 stolen bases, 21% strikeout rate, 18% walk rate. Had a chance to see him as if you've been listening to all these uh, reviews and, and podcasts on the hot prospects of the week and just fell in love, was blown away. The speed is real. The approach is real. He was batting in double A, at least. He was batting leadoff and did not look out of place. Everything seems to have taken a step up this year. He is now in triple A, and I would assume that we would see him at some point next year. Now, there's been articles and posts running around that maybe the Cleveland Indians will try to trade for a new catcher to upgrade their catching position. Uh, they've been talking about uh, the cat out in Oakland as a possibility. Sean Murphy, if they do that, clearly that's going to impede Bo Naylor. But I think Bo Naylor could play the outfield. Um, and I think he's athletic enough to play beyond the catching position. And the the speed is, I mean, it's plus speed. So he is athletic enough to play a corner outfit. Does he have enough power to play a corner outfit? Could he play center field? a la kind of Varshow, Dalton Varshow, perhaps. But I think this is a real guy, a great arm, so he could play right field because of the arm. I just don't know if he has enough pop. But this is a a guy, if he plays catcher, will have 20 stolen base opportunity. Does he hit 20 bases? I don't know, but I think it's going to be double digits. And I think he's going to hit... And there's going to be probably double-digit, low-double-digit home runs. If you told me in a couple of years after he's established himself, if he hits uh, 14 home runs with you know, 19 stolen bases with a 275 average and a 350 on base percentage, I wouldn't be surprised. And that would make him a top-five catcher, if not higher. All in on Bo Naylor, and I'm thrilled that I have him in at least one league, and I didn't even know I did when I saw him. I was bummed when I was watching, going, I wish I had this guy in a league, and it turns out I do. 
Number two is Bryce Terang. His father actually played uh, Major League Baseball. I didn't realize that, so I actually researched this particular uh, hot prospect of the month. Anyway, he is a shortstop with the Milwaukee Brewers. He's also in AAA. He is 22 years old. He was 26 for 79 in the month of July. Three home runs, uh, eight stolen bases. And for this season, 288 batting average, a 359 on-base percentage, six home runs, 22 stolen bases, a 20% strikeout rate, and a 10% walk rate. Not only playing a little, uh, playing shortstop, he's also been playing a little bit of center field. He's an excellent hitter, solid approach with some speed. Uh, so I've always been a fan of Terang. You know, the, 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 um, it's full, obviously, in, in, um, in Milwaukee, and they've just acquired some new players, Esther Ruiz who is a similar kind of player to Terang, obviously more speed. Not many people have more speed than um, Ruiz. But, I mean, they, the Brewers, love guys that can run, guys that have good approaches, and they don't care so much about power. So it's almost going back to that 80s kind of mentality of building a National League team, which seems kind of odd. But that's what they've done with Terang. And, and the Ruiz addition is kind of in that same mold where Ruiz could steal 30 bases, but also also hit, you know, eight to 10 home runs. And I think Terang's not going to have that level of speed. He's a better hitter, though. But he might have similar kind of power. So that's kind of who we're looking at. Um, I see a full-time regular in kind of a Ben Zobras type of role. So you could see him in a super utility um, capacity, playing a little center field, playing a little shortstop, a little second base, even obviously could play a corner outfielder, not a guy that you can play full-time at a quarter outfield, but that that's who he could become a 400 to 450 at bat player. And I think we see him soon again, it's full at the end in Milwaukee, but he's also got a lot of skills. Only 22 years old. Do we see him this year? I've got his ETA sitting at next season. So that's probably when we see him, but he's in AAA. So at this juncture, anything can happen. As we sit here today at 4.30 in the afternoon, East Coast time, um, Iguay Rosario is still a member of the San Diego Padres. Checked his, uh, where he's played this year, second base, shortstop, third base, came up as a shortstop, kind of split time with C.J. Abrams at shortstop. He's also played against second and third. My guess is he also could play some of the outfield, though I didn't see any any citations of him playing the outfield this year. 30 for 85, five home runs, four stolen bases, and for the season, a 280 batting average, a 364 on base percentage, 16 home runs, 16 stolen bases, a 21% strikeout rate, and 11% walk rate. This is a player. Um, I think he's a full time regular. Could he be a super utility guy, kind of like Bryce Terang? Sure. Uh, power is growing. He's gotten stronger since last season, so we're starting to see an increase. And the power power output, I think that's only going to continue. Now, I don't see ever a power-hitting kind of corner outfielder, but I could I see a guy who has a chance to be a 15-15 type of player in the big leagues. So kind of, uh, definitely a, a full-time regular. I don't see I, – I think at this juncture, we all just have to acknowledge that the likelihood of – San Diego Padres getting drafted and making it to the the Major League Baseball team is a rare occurrence. The only player, positional player, on the Padres' 25-man roster is that has made it through the system, signed and drafted, signed, either signed internationally or drafted uh, internationally. And, and Tatis Jr., Let's they they got him when he was 17 years old, so we'll we'll give him that. He's been Tatis Jr. Everybody nobody else has made it, and they've had a lot of really good players come through that system. So they clearly use those players to acquire major league talent. They do it time and time again. They did it in the Hater trade, and they'll likely do it if they try to acquire Soto or Montas or somebody else. Uh, they're not afraid to to move these guys, and you know why? because they're really good at identifying young players, particularly Latin players and bringing them in and making them something. That's, that's one of their strengths. And it's really good when you can do that because one strategy is to simply use that as, as, um, as assets to try to bring in established major league talent. 
Um, so I, so that's what we have. So I think EY Rosario somewhere will get a chance. I don't think it will be the San Diego Padres. I bet you he gets moved. And if he gets moved to the Washington Nationals as part of the uh, Soto deal, or even better, the Oakland Athletics. I don't know if it's better. They're, they're both horrible. I think he gets a shot. And I think, you know, you got to be all in if that happens because that's going to be very, very exciting. That is EY Rosario, E-G-U-Y, E-G-U-Y, Rosario. Thanks. Okay, that's E-G-Y, Rosario. Sorry, I had to take a quick break. Um, let's get to number four is Brett Batty. He's a third baseman. He is with your New York Metropolitans. He's in double-A. He is 22 years old. He was 32 for 87 last month. Seven home runs, no stolen bases. I've seen a guy plays. There's a little bit of speed there, so he never steals bases. He's got one stolen base for the year, but he's not void of of speed so it's i find that to be interesting he just never steals bases anyway for the season 304 batting average a 397 on base percentage 16 home runs a stolen base 26 percent strikeout rate and 11 percent walk rate i had heard he was going to get promoted to triple a i hope that doesn't happen because the new york mets double a team i will be seeing them probably not tomorrow because we're going to do a podcast but on wednesday and thursday i will be going to see them as they visit the Somerset Patriots. Uh, plus raw power, solid on-base percentage skills. I even made my midseason top 100. Um, strikeouts are going to put pressure on the batting average. It's just the way it is, but he walks enough that I think there would, you know, he's, he's, he will get on base enough to be a full-time regular. So a very good player, a guy that probably will not see the major leagues with the Mets, uh, they're probably going to try to bring in some additional talent as well. And, and Brad Batty could be a nice little piece in return. So we'll have to see how that goes. Number five is an interesting cat. It's the first time he has made our list, and that is David Hamilton. He is a shortstop slash second baseman. If you take a look at where he's played this year, it's somewhat been split down the middle. Maybe, maybe it, um, it goes a little bit more to second base. He's with the Boston Red Sox. He's in double A. He's 24 years old. Uh, you're going to like this stat line. <laughs> 18 for 79. So he only hit 228. There was three home runs and 19 stolen bases. So he got 18 hits and he stole 19 bases. So yes, he's fast. For the season, a 230, on, 230 batting average, a 315 on base percentage, 24% strikeout rate and a 10% walk rate. And only a 289 Babbitt. So with that strikeout rate and walk rate, he should be hitting a little bit more than 230. So given his speed, which is obviously pretty tremendous, uh, did I tell you how many stolen? Did I write down how many stolen bases he's had for the season? I did not. I think it's like 40. It's ridiculous. I can't believe I didn't write down the number of stolen bases. Um, but yeah, he's a big time speed guy. You see David Hamilton, you immediately think of Billy Hamilton. Yeah, I know. So in 183 minor league games, he's stolen 101 bases. He's only been caught 13 times. So you're looking at about a, well, you're looking at a a caught ceiling of 13%. So success rates of 87%. So that's, that's elite. 85 is kind of the borderline of being elite. And that puts him in that category. There's not completely void of power. There's a little bit of pop there. It's an exciting profile, particularly from a fantasy standpoint, because everybody's always looking for speed. Is he Miles Straw? He could be. Uh, and Miles Straw is a single category guy, maybe a second, uh, you know, double category guy if throw runs in there. I don't think he's really going to help you from a batting average standpoint. Uh, in fact, he might hurt you on both counts. Probably hurt you more in an on-base percentage league than he will in a uh, a batting average league. Uh, maybe not 10% walk rate. Anyway, I definitely think there's Miles Straw um, downside to that. I think Miles Straw should be a fourth outfielder for the Cleveland Indians, but he is your starting outfielder and can be helpful. So I think David Hamilton kind of runs in that area. Now, as the member of the Boston Red Sox, is he going to get full-time playing time? It's doubtful. It is just doubtful. Let's just call a spade a spade. It's doubtful. Number six is Alexander Canario. He's an outfielder. He is with the Chicago Cubs. He's in double A. He is 22 years old. He was 22 for 62, seven home runs, five stolen bases. And for the season, he's really had a nice season this year, up from what he did last year when he got traded from the Giants. 
batting 259 in a 341 on base percentage, 24 home runs, 11 stolen bases. Yeah, he's striking out too much at 28% of the time, but he's got nearly 11% walk rate. There's plenty of tools. The approach needs some work, and he needs to cut down when he gets two strikeouts because he's dead meat when he gets uh, two strikeouts and he starts to expand the strike zone and he strikes out. Um, you know, I said that before last time we talked about him that I've been downshifting on my ceiling of him. Um, you know, if he continues to play the way he is, I, you know, particularly for the Cubs, I think he could be, I think he could be a full-time regular. I don't think he's a full-time regular on a championship level team, but that's not going to happen anytime soon for the Cubs. Sorry, all you Chicago fans. I mean, you know, it's going to take some time to rebuild that franchise and Canario could be up next season. So, so you could see a nice little run of two or three years where he's getting full-time, full-time at bats and having a chance to develop in the major leagues. So again, toolsy, there's going to be power and speed. Just watch out for the strikeouts and obviously pressure on the batting average, even though it's 259, which is okay. If I wrote down as Babbitt, it would be very high. Number seven is another San Diego Padre, Corey Rosier, R-O-Z-I-E-R. He, again, an outfielder of the San Diego Padres. He is in high A. He is 22 years old, 27 for 74, 13 home runs and 10 stolen bases, yes, in the month. For the season, batting 264, a 384 on-base percentage, six home runs, so that it makes no sense how he hit 13 home runs. So maybe it was only three home runs. I probably wrote that down incorrectly. That is my fault. Let me take a quick break here. Let me pause and go and take a look at that and report back as to what the real home run count was for the month. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back talking about Corey Rosier. And yes, I apologize. I, 13 home runs. It was actually 13 RBIs. So missed it by that much. Actually, two home runs, 10 stolen bases. And for the season, a 264, 384 on base percentage, six home runs, 33 stolen bases, 18% strikeout rate, and a 15% walk rate. This should get you pretty excited. I mean, it's top of the chart speed, walks nearly as much as he strikes out. And again, this is what the, I just talked about. It. The Padres do this really well. I mean, who, uh, Corey Rosier was not a high draft pick. He was picked in the 12th round last season, and this cat has blown up. And it's the Midwest League. I mean, that's where he's playing. That's not a that's a tough hitters league, particularly in you know in the uh, spring when it's cold and all those upper Midwest, you know, up in Wisconsin and, you know, Illinois, all those, that's a tough place to play. So, uh, so he's been able to endure all that. And, you know, I think there's something there. He doesn't have a ton of power. Um, so upside could be a fourth outfielder feels and sounds a little bit like Estuaria Ruiz. Um, so another athletic kid that will not, will not be on, the San Diego Padres long-term, but a guy that 
I find to be very interesting for me. Uh, number eight is Novio Marte. Yeah, he is a shortstop. He is no longer with the Seattle Mariners. He's with the Cincinnati Reds. The big question is, who is higher in the rankings? Ellie uh, De La Cruz or Novio Marte? At the midway point, I had uh, Novio Marte just slightly ahead of De La Cruz. You know, you can make the argument that De La Cruz is a top 10 prospect. I mean, that that guy, the, the tools are just crazy. And we have to see, what, he just got promoted to double A, so let's see what he can do. Uh, Novio Marte, I don't know where Cincinnati has put him. Um, but yeah, he's another guy that we need to see in, in double A. I like probably Marte's a little bit of safer. The upside, though, is with De La Cruz, right? I mean, that guy's chance to be... Tatis, Acuna, that kind of crazy skills. Byron Buxton kind of crazy skills. Um, but back to Marte, 30 for 82 this last month. Six home runs, five stolen bases. Got off to a slow start uh, at this year. And really, actually, I knocked them down probably 10 slots in my midseason. But, man, he is coming on. 275 batting average, a 363 on-base percentage, 15 home runs, 13 stolen bases, a 21% strikeout rate, and a 10.7% walk rate. I mean, the tools are there. Even, you know, I, I wrote a couple months ago, ignore the batting average, just back when he was hitting 240. It's just focused on the tools and his ability to control the strike zone. And that's a that's a pretty good approach with an 11% walk rate and he's not striking out overly you know too much and I think he has a chance to be an impact performer the shortstop of the future with the Cincinnati Reds yeah Jose Barrio is there he's also a very good defender but he could be a utility guy or could slide over to second I think Marte is I mean that's who they that was the big return they got for uh, Luis Castile, and I think it was a good return. But that is Novio Marte, N-O-L-V-I Marte. Number nine is Maximo Acosta. He is with the, he is a shortstop with the Texas Rangers. He's in low A. He is 19 years old, 23 for 66, two home runs, seven stolen bases, and for the season, 276 batting average, a 354 on-base percentage, Two home runs, 27 stolen bases, a 20% strikeout rate, and a 9% walk rate. This is a survivor of thoracic outlet syndrome, so uh, and there hasn't been a lot of success with that, but it looks like he is fully recovered and playing well, showing an ability to control the strike zone. There's never going to be a ton of, of power there, but he's got good speed. He is athletic. I think the power will eventually come. I don't think it's probably going to be more low double digit home runs, maybe eight to 12 type of home run pop, but definitely 20 stolen bases. And I'm really happy for him. Uh, Again, he was a very well thought of uh, international signee a few years back. Again, he's only 19 years old. So it was three years back. So he's probably part of that 2019 class. And we're going to get into another guy. Uh, In fact, the next guy was part of that 2019 class. And he, he has really blown up, but Maximo Costa, it was people liked him a lot. Last year was a bit of a lost year because of the, you know, the TOS surgery. But he's definitely bounced back. So if he somehow somebody gave up on him last year, I'd be jumping all over it. Number ten is Adele Amador, A D A E L. I, it's probably not Adele. It might be Adiel, but uh, I've actually never seen him play. So I am going from phonetically sounding this out and I'm probably doing it wrong. Anyway, A-D-A-E-L Amador, A-M-A-D-O-R. He is a shortstop. He is with the Colorado Rockies. He's also in low A and he is 19 years old. 23 for 71, two home runs, nine stolen bases. And for the season, he's hitting 305, 416 on base percentage, 12 home runs, 24 21 stolen bases, a 12% strikeout rate, and a 14.5% walk rate. This is one of the, you know, with all that class, which was completely loaded. He signed for a million and a half dollars, so it wasn't like Amador was a, a nobody. But that class had some really big signees. Eric Pena was one who hasn't done anything. And they just got crushed because of the 2019 they all signed there. Then, you know, that, that was back when you signed in July. They didn't play in 2019. Then COVID hit. 
and then all of a sudden they turned out to be 18 years old, what do you do? Put them in the DSL or bring them stateside? A lot of teams brought them stateside and they weren't ready. But Amador has is so far looking like the best of that class, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he's played the whole season as a 19-year-old and, in fact, just turned 19, I believe, in June. So, uh, again, the fact that he is walking walking more than he's striking out is really impressive. Uh, he's getting stronger. As soon as he gets stronger, he's going to add more loft to that swing. He's already 12 home runs. You can see that moving up. You're talking a potential 2020 type of up player, uh, up player, 2020 type of upside. And I write, when you combine the ability with his speed, his ability to hit, I mean, you're talking an impact player, if not a star. So that is Amador, A-M-A-D-O-R. Number 11 is another San Diego Padre, and that is James Wood. He is an outfielder. He is in low A, and he is also 19 years old. 25 for 80, three home runs, six stolen bases, and for the season, 309 batting average, a 432 on-base percentage, nine home runs, 16 stolen bases, an 18% strikeout rate, and a 16% walk rate. Now, that walking, how much is he striking out, and that strikeout rate being below 20%. That's impressive. But it's really impressive when you consider he is 6 foot 7 and already weighs 270 pounds. This is a huge man, right? So, and he's tooled up. I mean, there's double plus raw power. He's got good speed now, but let's face it, he's young and athletic now. That speed is not going to last. Um, but look, I mean, if he can pop 30 home runs and hit, there's there is huge upside with this guy. Um, so, and you know, he could steal some bases early on. He's another guy that if he is somehow, you know, on the waiver or he needs to be owned. Now, am I worried about the size? You bet. I'm worried about the size of, uh, of O'Neill Cruz. I, you don't like, look, when you do this for a living, which is what I do, you, you can't play the outliers, you have to look at what most players fall into. And then you look for the outliers that can become special. And that's just how you do it. So when you take a look at the a mold of what a baseball player looks like, fewer six foot seven. And you've got to figure out which of those six foot seven guys can become full-time regulars. And, and you see a kid that is got a, a decent strikeout rate and a very good walk rate, you get encouraged. You just do. Um, but is he going to be the exception or is he going to be a guy that struggles once he gets to better pitching and they start and his long levers? He's just going to have long levers. Could he be Aaron Judge or is he going to be you know, somebody who just strikes out 30% of the time when he gets up? That's what we need to find out. It's hard to project that. Those are the open issues. Those are the parameters. But since people listen to this for a fantasy uh, standpoint, a dynasty league standpoint, people need to own him to find out. He is worth that level of bet. Now, you might be thinking, well, you're supposed to know what he's going to become. Well, maybe I am, but I'm not that good. In fact, nobody is that good. You, When you talk to professional scouts, I mean, they will tell you just what I told you. Yeah, the hit tool looks good. He's got a good approach, but he's six foot seven. They're not going to tell you, yeah, it's a slam dunk. This guy's going to be Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, you know, the the son of those two. You know what I mean? Just a, a massive man that's going to be a superstar. It would be irresponsible, and GMs would basically discount that. So you have to kind of say, hey, this is the upside, and here are the issues. Here's the hair that is on this guy. And the hair on the guy is that he's a huge man. At six foot seven, and you know, are already a big guy. So, I think I've said enough about James Wood. I'm pretty excited about him. I wish I, wish I, he was available in some of, and I'm one of my dynasty leagues, but he's just not. He's all owned. Number twelve is Gabe Mancata. He is a first baseman. He is with the Seattle Mariners. He is in the complex league. He is 20 years old. He is 19 for 59, a home run, four stolen bases, and for the season, a 310 batting average, a 400 on a base percentage, three home runs, four stolen bases, an 18% strikeout rate, and a 12.6% walk rate. He's off to a nice season, showing excellent contact and a decent approach. 
He's not terribly athletic, so he is going to be uh, he's going to be either first base or DH. And I think I can project him to have solid average power. Um, like he's got four stolen bases. That's because he's still pretty young. Once he fills out a little bit, the, the stolen bases are, are not going to be there. He's not a guy that I'd be running out to pick up now. But look, he had a good week. Excuse me, a good month. And he made my list. And it's somebody that I want to follow. Number 13 and 14 are really, really interesting guys and somebody that both everybody should consider adding. And the first one is Junior Caminero, C-A-M-I-N-E-R. He is a shortstop. He is with the Tampa Bay Rays. He is in the Complex League, and he is 19 years old. It's interesting. I run a bunch of Dynasty Leagues, and I was actually researching uh, Caminero. I think I'm saying his name right. I'm probably butchering it. I think, wow, this guy is very interesting. And then somebody in one of my leagues because he is unlisted in CBS and we allow for people to add up until last night, actually uh, guys that are unlisted. They can, you can just manually add those to a, um, a team. So somebody put that in there. I went, well, that's interesting. (laughs) So somebody's out reading the stat lines like I was and said, Hey, who is this guy? So I had a chance to talk to somebody today on who this guy is. And there is plus power potential. And it looks like the contact skills that he's showing from what I could tell, it was very short to the very short to the ball. And they believe that those contact skills would last with a semblance of an approach. So, um, the fact that he only slugged, slugging 474 in the complex league with four home runs, there's going to be power in this guy. He's a big, strong kid with plenty of bat speed. So, um, you know, I, I think he is one of the sleepers in a very deep race system. That is Junior Caminero, C-A-M-I-N-E-R. If I'm butchering his name, I apologize. Excuse me, I have two more names after this. Next guy is Michael Arroyo. It's a guy that I personally added yesterday in a couple of dynasty leagues. Uh, That is A-R-R-O-Y-O. He is a shortstop. He is with the Seattle Mariners. He is in the DSL, and he is very young at 17 years old. In fact, he just turned 17, I'm pretty sure, in May or June. Uh, He was 22 for 52, three home runs, three stolen bases last month for the season, 364 batting average, a 500 on-base percentage uh, four home runs and four stolen bases, a 16% strikeout rate, and a 13% walk rate. A little bit of speed and power to go with a very advanced hit tool for somebody in the DSL. He was one of the big signees by the Mariners and another team that does a really good job at signing international players. Signed for $1.3 million uh, back in January. And, you know, he's gotten off the snide very well. And the fact that he can hit with some emerging power and a little bit of speed is a kid that, you know, in a deeper dynasty league, if you play in a dynasty league with 250 uh, prospects that are rostered, he should be somebody you consider. Now, this is how I play. I try to have three. We have 25 minor leaguers. I try to do between two and four of those very young players kind of the Michael Arroyos of the world, the 17, 18s. And, you know, once Arroyo goes to the complex league and doesn't do the same thing, I might drop him and just go for the next bobblehead, looking to spinning the dial, just trying to find that next great young Latin kid that comes up. I just churn him. Now, you could say, well, gee, why don't, don't you believe in this guy? these guys? I do if there is a huge pedigree behind him. $1.3 million is a bit of a pedigree, so I might own a Roy. I might hold on to him a little bit longer than somebody who is, you know, was a you know, $50,000 signee. I, if that guy's blowing up in the DSL, I might consider you know, rostering him, but I might flip him out if he, he flubs at the next level. I might give an Arroyo a little bit more time just because he was thought of well enough so that the Seattle Mariners plunked down a seven-figure signing bonus for him. That's how I play the Dynasty League game with terribly young players. Hopefully that makes sense. Not the greatest player in the world, I will admit to that. And it has nothing to do with my player evaluation, which I think is very good. I have a tendency just to not be patient with people, and I just churn them 
looking for the next Ronald Acuna. And I found Ronald Acuna before. So I found Jordan Alvarez. I found these guys by doing this strategy. Because in my opinion, if you churn six guys and out comes Jordan Alvarez out of that, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good payday. So, but do I miss on the Miguel Vargas's? Sure. Yeah, I'll miss on that. He's going to be a very good player. But that's just how I go about playing it. The last hitter before we take our final, our next break is Jose Gerardo. He is an outfielder. He is with the Miami Marlins. He is also in the DSL. He is 17 years old, 28 for 73, eight home runs, seven stolen bases, and for the season, a 313 batting average, a 456 on base percentage. 10 home runs, 13 stolen bases, striking out a bit too much at 29%, but showing a lot of plate patience at 18%. It's gotten off to a really hot start, obviously, in the Dominican Summer League. Um, lots of athleticism, power potential there. And again, another guy in a deep dynasty league I might consider. Now, he was not the level of signee that Arroyo was, but there's more power there. Arroyo is the better hitter, so it depends on how you like to play that game. I always go with the hitter. Take another break, get back, and uh, talk about the pitchers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've got five pitchers. The first one is Tanner Beebe. And that's B-I-B-E-E. And I will admit to have added him in a number of dynasty leagues several weeks ago, if not months ago. He is a right-handed pitcher. He is with the Cleveland Indians. He is now in double-A. He is 23 years old. Hang on as I tell you this uh, stat line, just not for the month. 21 and two-thirds innings pitch, 14 hits, three earned runs, 20 strikeouts, and two walks. And for the season, 80 and two-thirds innings pitch, a 223 ERA, almost 12 strikeouts per nine, and he is walking 1.7 per nine. I write he is one of the 2022 pop-up pitchers. He has plus stuff with elite control. Um, here's what I write. Repeat after me. Consider rostering every Cleveland Guardian pitcher on your Dynasty League. Put that somewhere on your phone in a banner somewhere. Just don't get carried away with you know trying to be too cute because the Texas Rangers have a really good pitcher. All things considered, roster the Cleveland Guardian guy. Roster the Miami Marlins kid. That's what you want to do. Tyler Beebe is throwing strikes and also hitting the upper 90s with his fastball. He's got a changeup that's going to flash plus, and he's got a nasty slider that he throws. His negative, he's only six feet tall. So there's a chance that he be a little bit homer prone, but... I mean, there's everything to like about this guy. So, uh, I mean, again, I wish he was 6'2", but he's not. He's 6 feet tall, which probably means he's more 5'11". But I think there's something here. I have rostered him in Dynasty Leagues and encourage you to do the same. Number 17 is Gavin Stone. He's a right-handed pitcher. He is with the Dodgers. He's also in double-A. He is 23 years old. 21 and a third innings pitched, 14 hits, 3 earned runs, 26 strikeouts, and 16 walks. Ick. For the season, 89 and a third innings pitched, a 141 ERA. He's got nasty stuff. 
11.8 strikeouts per nine, but 3.2 walks per nine. So he really had trouble throwing strikes last month. But it's swing and miss uh, stuff, and the control is what's holding him back a little bit. So it's probably more of a mid-rotation ceiling. He could be a guy that gets moved uh, tomorrow, today or tomorrow uh, if the Dodgers decide to make a move. I know that a lot of people like him. Fastball sitting 94 to 95, can touch a little bit higher. I think he's he's athletic enough that, uh, enough that I think eventually he will get better control. As with uh, uh, Tanner Beebe, he's only six foot one as well, so he has a chance to be um, a little homer prone. Kid that I saw I think four or five weeks ago was T.J. Sakima. He is a left-handed pitcher. He is was with the Yankee. He is now with the Kansas City Royals. He is in Double A, and he is 24 years old. I saw him when he was in High A. I think he got promoted to Double A when he got traded to the Royals. He didn't. He doesn't have a stat line in Double A. At least I don't think so. It was only 14 and two-thirds innings pitched last month. Three hits, two earned runs, 29 strikeouts, and two walks. Uh, for the season, 36 and a third innings pitch, 248 ERA, 13.5 strikeouts per nine, and a 2.2 walks per nine. I saw him. I saw him pitch. He's he's a really polished pitcher. He doesn't throw all that hard. It's more 89 to 92. Started off 91, 92. I think I popped 93 once on him. But by the third or fourth inning, he was sitting definitely 90 to 91 with some 89s thrown in. But he, he, he throws strikes. And he keeps guys off balance. Um, he's got a really good slider that is his out pitch. You know, he's probably a number four starter, maybe a reliever if they throw him in the bullpen uh, and put him in sh- shorter stints. Can he throw harder? Probably. And that might be what that that is a possibility of what the Royals do. That is TJ Sakima, S-I-K-K-M-A-E-M-A. Number 19 is Nick Nostrina. He is right in a pitcher, also with the Dodgers. He is in high A. He is 22 years old. It's a guy I like a lot. I think I had him to a number of dynasty leagues. I don't know if I kept him. But 24 and two-thirds innings pitch last month, 18 hits, 10 earned runs, 29 strikeouts, and 8 walks. 74 and a third innings pitch, a 4-12 ERA. Got nasty stuff, upper 90s fastball. So there's 13 and a half strikeouts per nine, but he, just, he doesn't always know where the ball is going. So there's 4.2 walks per nine. So he needs to work on his control. I trust the Dodgers to help him figure that out. That is Nick Nastrina, N-A-S-T-R-I-N-I. The last guy is another San Diego Padre, L-A-N-D-E-N, Raup, R-O-U-P-P, Landon Raup. I included a lot of San Diego Padres, thinking that a number of them would be moved. So, and a lot of them had very good months, just so that you would have heard the name in case they get called out over the next few days. And uh, so you could you could decide what kind of player they are. Maybe you could tell people that you've heard of them. And you could decide if you want to add them to your fantasy league. He's writing a pitcher, San Diego, high A. He's 23 years old, 18 and a third innings pitch, 13 hits, four earned runs, 29 strikeouts, and five walks. For the season, a 67 innings pitch, a 2.42 ERA, 13 strikeouts per nine, and three walks per nine. He doesn't have any plus pitches. Instead, he gets by with great control and pitch location. So think more command and control. We need to see what he can do against double A pitching because he is a little old for high A. See him as uh, the ceiling is probably a back of the rotation arm starter. So that is Landon, L-A-N-D-E-N, Raup, R-O-U-P-P. Let me take our final break, get back, and let me read through very quickly, everybody, once again. Bo Naylor, catcher of the Cleveland Indians. I love Bo Naylor, man. Give me a guy double-digit stolen bases for my catching position. Count me in. Bryce Terang, I think he becomes a super utility guy. I, he's close to the big leagues. A little bit of speed. Not a ton of power. Going to make good contact. Going to be a good player. Could be a utility guy. I think he might. I think he's good enough to be a super utility guy. If he gets moved out of the Brewers, I think he could become a full-time regular. Iguai Rosario with the 
the Padres, another super utility candidate. I like this guy a lot. He's going to be a 2020 guy this year, and he's not highly ranked by me or by anybody else in the Padres organization, but you look up and he's 2020 and a guy that can hit. I like the player a lot. Brett Batty, huge power with the Mets. Will he see third base? Will he see will he see the field as a New York Metropolitan? I don't know. I like the player a lot, though. I think he eventually gets moved and can become a full-time third baseman. David Hamilton is a speed guy with 101 stolen bases and 183 minor league games. Uh, Just, you know, there's not a ton of power. There's questions about how much he's going to hit. Um, but he's a he's a contact guy, right? So that's that's who he is. But from a fantasy standpoint, if you like speed guys and 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 Miles Straw is your type of player, I think that's what we're looking at. Does he come ever make it as a Boston Red Sox player? I doubt it. Alexander Canario, C A N A R I O. He's an outfielder with the Cubs. Came over, I think, in the Chris Bryant deal last year. Uh, and has actually revived his career a little bit. Had a terrible season. It might have been 2019 or last year, maybe both years, but has really turned it around. There's some tools there. The question is, how much is he going to hit? Corey Rosario, R-O-Z-R-O-S-I-E-R. He is also an outfitter with the Padres. Uh, big-time speed guy. He walks nearly as much as he strikes out. Who do I want? Rosario R-O-Z-I-E-R, or do I want uh, David Hamilton? I think more people have heard of David Hamilton. He's just a little bit further along. Give me Rosier. I'll take him. Novel Marte has a chance to be a special player. Um, shortstop got traded for Luis Castile. Maximo Acosta, survivor of uh, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery, and looks like well, he's a speed guy, can hit a little bit. Not sure there's going to be much power there. Uh, number 10 is probably leading that 2019 international class, Adele Amador, A-D-A-E-L-A-M-A-D-O-R, showing speed and power and a really great ability to control the strike zone. James Wood, another San Diego Padres in the outfield, huge six foot seven man, but he is showing great plate patience and an ex- excellent contact rate. I'm not sure how he's doing it. He's in low way, so we need to see what he can do when he moves up a little bit. But he should be owned in most dynasty leagues. Gabe Mikado, he's a first base with the Seattle Mariners. He's on a watch list for, for me. Really good approach, first base. There's going to be power there. Junior Caminario, C-A-M-I-N-E-R. Oh, he is a shortstop with the Tampa Bay Rays. Good power potential there, also showing excellent contact skills with an approach. Michael Arroyo, uh, striking out 16% of the time and walking 13% of the time. He's got some speed and power to go with what I'm calling a very promising hit tool. Jose Gerardo, G-E-R-A-R-D-O, an outfielder with the Miami Marlins. 17-year-old kid that's really lighting it up in the Dominican Summer League. And then uh, those are the hitters. The pitchers are Tanner Beebe, B-I-B-E-E, one of the pop-up pitchers this year, walking less than two per nine, striking out 12 per nine. I wish he was taller, but he's six feet tall. Gavin Stone, really good stuff. Doesn't have great control and really had problems throwing strikes last month, but it's it's top of the chart stuff. DJ Sakima, um, he is the left-handed pitcher. Pitcher he's now with the Kansas City Royals. He's more command and control. Had a really good has had a really good season this year. You know, kind of in that Ken Waldichuk kind of mold. Um, Waldichuk might throw a little bit harder uh, than Sakima. It might be Sakema. It might be Sakema, not Sakima. Sakema. Um, but I think it's a, it's a reasonable return for Andrew Benatendi. Um, there's, you know, there's some other higher upside guys that they got also in the deal, but Sakema is probably the one that has a chance at least to be a major leaguer. Uh, Nick Nestrino, N-A-S-T-R-I-N-I. He's right in a pitcher with the Dodgers. Really good stuff as well. Upper nineties fastball. Doesn't always know where the ball is going. 
And then another Padre. I think this is four Padres. Landon Raup, R-O-U-P-P. Um, he's pitched really well this this year, but I see him more as a back-of-the-rotation guy. That is our list. We're at the 50-minute mark. I hope you enjoyed this. Let me take a quick look at Twitter to see if, if uh, any deals have been done since we've been talking. Let's see here. Nope, looks like Jeff, uh, Seth Johnson... Other uh, players going to Orioles. Oh, wait a minute. So, Orioles did a trade. Three-team trade. Houston gets... Oh, they traded Trey Mancini. Ah. Oh, I can't believe they did that. Baltimore gets Seth Johnson and Chase McDermott. And Tampa gets Jose Siri. Another freaking, you know, part-time player. Tampa Bay Rays get. I'm a little disappointed that Trey Mancini got traded. I have to tell you. My I, Lori's out. Uh, my wife is out walking the dogs. I should keep the recording going as I tell her that Trey Mancini got traded. I don't think she's going to be happy about that. And it looks like the Rays have DFA'd Brett Phillips, which you know he seems like a great guy. It's he. It's time. It's time. So oh, looks like um. Oh my goodness, the A's. Let's see, Waldichuk. The A's return for Frankie Montas gets traded for oh, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino for J.P. Sears, Waldichuk, Bowman, and Medina. That's it? Wow. Wow. That's That seems really light to me. I mean, they like Waldichuk that much? Wow. I, I, I don't understand that. Right-handed Frankie Montas and right-handed reliever Lou Trevino from the A's. And they get back J.P. Sears, okay, Waldy Chuck, Bowman, and Medina. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that when when you got back Novio Marte for, for, for Luis Castillo. I, I don't know, is Montas? I don't know how much uh, team control he has. That seems really light to me. Anyway... Tim and I are going to talk about all of that and much more. So they are starting to fly off the board here. So uh, lots of fun. But I am really, really disappointed that the Orioles have moved Trey Mancini. So Tim was right. I was wrong. I, I, I thought they wouldn't move him. I think it's a mistake. I think it's what I mean, take a look at fans. I think they're really going to hate that deal. And with that, I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Be well.